have, but um, today we're going to be focusing on uh, a few interesting topics. Uh, I know a lot of League news has, has been going around. We do not have anything on any recent League news, maybe next week. But I need to get up last last week's forum so that we can look at that uh, at the end of the It's okay. You're not like current events or anything. Yeah, that's 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 fireside chats. Um, yeah, let them do that. Which, speaking of which, we do have uh, fireside chats. Uh, Tim in, in here to join us today, <laughs> and also uh, Mister uh, Cucumbrel could not make it today, so we we kind of are having a very a very sub heavy, uh, a very new face heavy uh, make a case. Though Kevin was on last week, so that's pretty. Nice. Yeah, got some experience. All right. So the first uh, first question of the day is: Can Boston experience resurgence by the end of, by the end of the season? It is between Tim and I. And uh, Tim, how about you do the honors while I while I look around a little bit? Well, I mean, I'm going to argue in favor that they can. Oh, uh, they won last session, right? And I think they're up nine or something, like nine to nothing or something like that this session. So. They're already kind of on the uptick, and I mean, Jay, you can speak to this a little bit more, but Peppers is really active, and it seems like he's always trying to improve his team, so that's a good thing in my mind. Kyle Corbett, obviously everybody knows about him. He's one of the more active and prominent members in the community now, and he actually puts up pretty decent numbers too, so he's not just a talking head. you know. He actually has some, some substance behind it. And I think that stifle for Voorhees trade might actually be the trade of the season so far. Voorhees is season. a force. The season. I'm saying it now. That's a big, huge win for Boston in my mind. So, you know, you put all that together, you got an active GM. You got two pretty solid people to build around in Corbett and Voorhees. It's leading to an improved clubhouse, and you're seeing the results on the field. So I, I think a resurgence is definitely in their cards. Okay. Um. So I just think I, I think the the Red Sox have have um, have the potential to be mediocre at best. I think that there's way too many question marks in this lineup. Just so many people in this lineup, despite it being very like larger than you'd expect, a lot of these people you just scratch your head at. You're like, who are these? Like like Julio Fernandez. I know he's a he's basically has been very unreliable when it comes to activity and getting his at bats in. I might be wrong on that, but I mean Gregory Polinko ended up being. I mean, he he was he was seen as like a, a good prospect in the baseball e trade, but really Polinko has not been around as much as we expect him to. And I mean, uh, as far as on the field, he's not that good either. He's one for five. I mean, it's too early to tell. But if you just look at at team stats, uh, counting stats, I mean, their average is two thirty eight. It's not something that's good. Their OBP is under three hundred. Then then we look at advanced stats uh dpa is one of the worst in the league uh, their wdc is still under two i just i just think that there's nothing here despite like how, how they might they, they may have gotten better but i don't think there's anything here to really say for certain that they will have a resurgence well i mean they're already resurging because they started off so bad and they went through the whole black sock scandal or stupid five or whatever the heck you want to call that and now actually being productive you know and i mean 
well, I, I guess I guess Ripken. resurgence. I guess resurgence is a really difficult word. I did I did yeah. phrase this a little bit. I it, it is based on a question I got, but I had to phrase it a little bit to make it a little more open ended or a little like, more easy to argue. I'll define it and say that I think that they'll be in in the hunt for a postseason berth, even though how many people are going to get into the postseason is still yet to be defined. I mean, I don't know. like just because people aren't active on the MLR discord doesn't mean that they may not look at a scouting report or something else on their own discord, you know? But if we want to, if we want to define a resurgence as uh, the ability to get a postseason berth, I mean, just even if they were decent, just the AL East, you, you, you have to have a strong foothold in that division. And I think it just makes it even harder for this team who has not shown much to really push themselves to that caliber uh, it will be even harder for them to go for that berth. Don't you agree? Well, I mean, they're about to be three and three. Um, the Blue Jays are losing. The Indians lost. So they're going to be tied for second, you know, at the end of this session. The, are, are the Tigers winning? Uh, I don't know. But if they are, that just means basically the Devil Rays are going to be five and one and everybody else is or the Blue Jays would be four and two and then everybody else would basically be three and three it's it's hard to <laughs> to argue a, a postseason berth because really we don't have that information like how how the postseason is going to exactly be determined yet yeah i mean but don't sleep on uh ripkin out halliday they're hitting over 300 jay money's hitting over 300 who else? We got JMB's hitting. I mean, JMB's a pretty limited sample size, but it's over 500. You know, so they have more than just Corbett and Voorhees. But when you say Red Sox, that's pretty much who you think of. You know, it's Corbett and Voorhees. Can I talk more though about their GM? Because you did have high praises for him, and as a person, I I really like him. But as a GM, I don't. I feel like a lot of his trades aren't very good. I mean. They they traded for uh, Mr. Ravitsu Surambato, and he's just has been not good at all. He's just not been good for them at all. And then I think that the the um the Moritz Stifle trade, I think they just got lucky there. I did not like that trade one bit when they did it, and I think they just got lucky. I guess maybe he saw something in in Moritz that 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 told him that he would be a no show more. I don't know. I just I see I feel like that was just something that that worked in his favor because I didn't see Voorhees as somebody who I saw Voorhees as the no show in that trade, to be honest, because of how he took a very long stretch of inactivity. I mean, who else did they get in that MB? I mean, MB's MB's pretty good. I I have to admit, but MB, he doesn't get a lot of playing time too. And, and I don't really see him around. So I don't, I don't know if I, if I could attribute because he's been in this actually he has gotten, I know I'm thinking, I'm looking at J money. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> that was so weird. I I looked at his at his stats and it said that he had five abs. And then I looked back again and it says fourteen abs. And I realized I'm looking at the wrong player. I was like, what the hell? I mean, I just stifle somehow managed to sandwich a no hitter in between two no shows. You know, so it's like I don't know. It, I I like that trade for Boston. Hey man, leave my argument alone. That's my next. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, back up my argument. He's a very Boston centric, so I guess we should get off of Stifle a little bit. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like when you look at all the competitive teams in this, in this league, and and all the the upswing that that could be had in this league, I don't see Boston as the, 
as the arb as one of the high the high points or as as one of the the teams that are most likely to resurge. I actually had I'm... this. I actually had this question phrased initially as who has more of a chance of resurging, Boston or Oakland, and I was like, eh, well, <laughs> the person well, I mean... Oakland would be would have a hard time. <laughs> well, I mean, go even to their pitchers. Barge Parge has proven that he can get outs, but maybe over the course of the game, he's maybe better than like a three to four inning guy than a whole game guy. And they're Joshua Mador or Mador and Mo Lesser just absolutely dominating the Astros right now. So it's, look at that game. it's a resurgence because they have some new people who don't have a lot of time. So, but their early returns are good, you know? So, I mean, yeah, there's still a lot, that we need to find out about them. But in my mind, all these things, their early returns on their trades have all been working. I think that I, I still don't, I don't like their trades. Even, even the Lindros trade. I think I did a really good job at, at copying. I think I got, I got one. Yeah. Uh, the, early slot for Schwiez. And is a, is a I mean, one. Corbett is good, but let's be honest. The baseball for Corbett trade was really slanted in Tampa Bay's favor. I mean, nobody's going to lie about that, but, Moving from the Lindros era to the Peppers era, even if you don't like them, you can't argue with the results that they've had. Is my point. I I just I just see these stats. I see there's just so so much uncertainty. There's just so much uncertainty for me to say for a fact that yes, these guys are going to resurge. I think there's just as much of a chance for them to go down and and, and stay down. I, I, I plus Boston. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna get too superstition superstitious here, but I am not entirely sure that Jordan Peppers is not a Lindros alt and like the <laughs> second coming of alt Because Boston has bad luck in this in this league, and I don't see them getting anything nice. I think by that argument alone that I should win because of <laughs> because of past. past I know. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> I mean, I agree with you, but that's not fair. No, I think Peppers is going to be fine. He's, uh, he's, you can't deny he maybe made a questionable decision here or there, but they're two and zero in their last thing. two games. Like, Peppers has not been around long enough for for to for me to fully say that I have confidence in him, especially considering I just did not like that. Uh, retrospect, I like it, but I think he got away very easily, and I think he. Very well, could have gotten more for that. I he very for well stifle more for stifle out of out of like after a no hitter because regardless, look, I I, uh, I can't I can't talk about stifle right now. I I can't do that. To, Back up. Um, I mean, you can talk about that trade specifically. Voorhees is a really really big name in this league. He he took a little bit of a downfall with his absence, but I wouldn't say he's a big name. He he he's been he's been backup his entire career. Or playing, or playing outside of his primary position. I mean, he was, he was in Toronto for a little bit. He, he, I guess I think he shared with a, uh, with a, uh, I forget his his player name, Chaps, Chops, Quincy something, Quincy Chaps. Um, he. I mean. I mean, he he played. He shared with him. I think uh, Quincy got the m- more at bats out of the two, and then he goes to Arizona. Smudge kicks ass like he usually does, and he's. In, in Smudge's shadow, he's doing well, but I mean, he's I don't think he's getting enough at bats. And then he comes to Boston in a trade for the guy who just threw a no hitter, who showed who showed that he can throw an amazing game, even if he hasn't hadn't shown up. Which is like I mean, like at the time, one one no show is 
at, like, before. I'm gonna leave Skyfall alone. You wanna, you wanna transition? Yeah, let's transition. Okay. You're talking about, got, just keep, just keep talking about Skyfall. Thing. One last thing on Voorhees. You can't say he's not getting enough at bats. He just wasn't getting at bats at catcher. He was still getting at bats. He has 14 plate appearances going into session six. That's a lot. Okay, I, I, I was, I was reading. I am in the stifle argument. So yeah, th that would be the next one. So are, are we done here? Do you got any more arguments? I mean, I feel like I won. So yeah, we we can I be just, done. Well, just real quick, I think I do think Peppers has an alt, um, but I think it's a Red Sox kid. Hmm. Oh, uh, the Red Sox kid? Yeah. Oh, well, that, that'd be big if true, but I don't think so. I mean, I, I don't think anybody can be that juvenile. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> somebody very, very stupid to do that. <laughs> oh, man. So we're going we're gonna to transition, kind of continue this one. I'm going to kind of continue my argument. And have we seen the last of Moritz Stifle? And could he still be a serviceable starter? And, uh... My argument is, uh, yes, we have seen the last of him, and Kev's argument is, no, we have not seen the last of him. So, Kev, uh, you want to take no, again? Mm, no, that's is that the other way around. Is it? Yeah. Well, you, okay, I can be like... Well, here, here's the problem. You have two questions in that one line, and yes means one thing in one of those questions, and yes means the other. You, you, know? you wrote... Okay, so I, so I gave you this question, and you wrote that yeah. what you wanted is, yes, he's done. So yeah. Like, so that you think that he's done. So have, we so have we seen the last of Moritz Stifle? Yes. Could he still be a serviceable starter? No. Those are my responses. Okay, whatever. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do your do your. I, okay. <laughs> I didn't prepare for these uh, anyway. It doesn't matter. All right, all right Quint. Quint Kimbrell. Um, so, <laughs> so basically, you know, Pop said it a couple of minutes ago. He somehow managed to sandwich a no-hitter. And between giving up two auto walks, um, was he? What team was he on, by the way, for that first auto walk? Because I wasn't able Nationals. to find. Nationals. Okay, he was on he was the Nats. On the Nationals. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like this guy. Um, you know, he started off on the Nash, the Nationals, and gave up that auto walk. He already has that history of inactivity, of unreliability. Um, you know, which is pretty much the last thing you want to see in a pitcher. I would rather. I mean, wouldn't you rather pretty much have like a, a a crappy pitcher who can you know you can put in for for an inning or two and maybe they'll they'll get out of it and be okay, um, just because of that small sample size than someone who you know like you put in to relieve someone else and you're not even sure whether you're gonna get a pitch out of them. Like I would rather put in you know me or Monster Mash as a fucking pitcher than someone who you think is gonna you know possibly give up an auto walk, someone that you can't uh, get in touch with or you know. Um, basically know if they're even going to throw out a pitch. Uh, so that's one thing. You know, he had that first bout of inactivity. He did throw that no-hitter, um, which, in my opinion, and I guess Darth Vader's as well, wasn't statistically as good, you know, as um, a bunch of other games that have been pitched just even this session. Or, sorry, this season. Um, you know, like, if, if you want to get into, like, actually... A, advanced stats i think uh i think the dbf for that game for him was 272.5 and then as of like that same session or at the end of that session there was like four or five pitchers that had a average dbf of you know that was above that and dan jerson's one of them just so you know uh but you know it, it 
can't go one episode without <laughs> I don't I I, I literally don't think I've been on any podcast without saying his name at least one time. Um I mean, he is he is getting blasted this session, but you know, that's not, neither here nor there. <laughs> yes, we'll see we'll see where that DBF ends up. But basically, you know, like all the I, I feel like all the top pitchers in the league, if you know if a couple of uh, you know, plate appearances go their way, they could easily have ended up with Stifles no hitter. Uh, I mean, I know f- just just because I'm on the Brewers, I know Dan's thrown a two hitter before. Um, you know, he's gone four or five innings without giving up a hit. So it's just, uh, I don't want to say he was lucky, but I want to say it was a it was a it was a good game that um, he kind of like kept control of at the end. He he managed to give up just enough walks and like give up just enough of those differences to uh you know leave him with the no hitter and then he got traded for Voorhees, which i think you you know obviously was a good trade um and then he goes and gives up a another auto walk in his uh in his first start after being traded so yeah i I just think he's you know he's done he had his he peaked at throwing the no hitter which is not a bad peak at all but uh no he peaked okay that's how i um, I'm actually really happy that this ended up being switched because I I would have totally contradicted every single thing that I I was talking about him when I was talking about how I like uh, how I hated the um I the trade. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't have made sense at all. <laughs> um, I th- more stifle. You cannot deny that he has a lot of activity issues, but you can't can't also deny that uh when he when he when he's actually in the Discord and participating the dude will talk with people he'll interact with people he had the whole entire thing where he wanted to ask out his prom date if he or ask somebody to the prom if he um if, if he got the no hitter so he, he obviously has the the ability to to be active and 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 whether you want to take the dart the darth vader rain on his parade route of like calculating <laughs> the, the advanced statistics of his of his no hitter, like at, at the end of the day, two like, hours afterwards as well. At, yeah, at the end of the day, it's still a no hitter, and the guy <laughs> obviously shows that he can throw. Like, like the Cleveland Indians were coming off of a game against the Phillies where they destroyed them. Let's be real; they destroyed, they destroyed my, my, my team. And, and I think that when you can take an offense like that and and not only silence them, but then the Indians had a few innings in their next game where they were having trouble getting a hit. I mean. I think Stifle has has the talent to go out there and pitch good games. So so he has the talent because you can't deny no hitters. He might not been a, he might not have been the best pitcher by advanced metrics that day, but he showed himself as a good p- pitcher. And the question says serviceable starter. So I'm sticking to that route. He he's he was a good he showed himself to be a good a great pitcher that day. So so he has the talent, and he showed himself to be. Somebody who's active in the Discord. He he was memeing a little bit. He he had a little storyline going on there. I mean, <laughs> so he showed himself to be able to be active in the Discord. So my my metric for activity in the Discord, it's WDC, but it's also primarily if the person has an avatar. <laughs> That's how you know. If they put so Darth Vader is not active in the Discord to me. If they put the time and effort to put in an avatar, you know that they want to stay there. So. And he has an avatar. I think it's like a dancing dude. But but I digress. The point is that Stifle has shown himself to, uh, to to be competent in both metrics of this game. And he just because he's shown himself 
to be unwilling right now does not mean that later he won't be willing and be able to turn it on and be a good starter for the Diamondbacks. Because I did not like that trade going in, going in because I felt like he showed himself to have a lot of potential. He just needs to tap into that potential, and Arizona will win that trade. So you're impressed by the yeah, yeah, that was pretty. Uh, so you're just just so I'm clear, you're impressed by the no hitter. No. Well, obviously we're all we're we're all okay. Hold no, on, it was really terrible. we're all we're all, <laughs> we're all impressed pure by luck, the no Kev, pure luck. We're all impressed by the no hitter, but you kind of have to you have to give you have to give me that at least that the end of it was you know filled with walks and it came down to the wire whether he held on. To it happens. It's he's going against batters like Morello, which like like him or hate him, the guy is one of the top hitters in this league. I mean, he's really good. He he. I mean, he, I he, wouldn't he, say two fifty is tops, but you know, really is two fifty. He, I mean, <laughs> he, he 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 hit a home run for the Texas. I know though. He's he's a power hitter. No, he got a single hitter. Fuck. He got a, <laughs> he got an RBI with a single. He hit a home run against oh. the Devil Rays. I'm I'm Kimbrilling all over the place. Okay, so. <laughs> point is he, he's shown himself to have a lot of like he, he's good at home runs the, the point is he's, he's he, active and he scouts if any if anybody has the ability to spoil this fucking game with with as much animosity towards him that that the community has and just as as much of a history towards hitting home runs that he has or hitting the extra base hits that he has it, it uh, he seems like one of the, the top people that would be able to to, to break up this no-hitter. So I think that Dan Gerzone, it, it doesn't matter if you're Dan Gerzone or whatever, it, it, the fact that he just walked him is an anomaly in and of itself because I was I fully believed that, that G.H. Mello was going to break that shit open and he was going to call that, ho- that, that home run in all caps in, in, uh, in the news channel. Just, just <laughs> try, try to pretend to be an announcer like he usually does with his home runs. I mean, tag both teams. I, I could list probably ten people I'd rather have up to break up a no hitter, but you know. I'm 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 not saying it. I, I this I think there's a lot of superstition in this game. I obviously because Mick was about to beat me up for saying the word no hitter, and I think that <laughs> when it comes to superstition and 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 just like I mean he has a history. He's not a great hitter, but he's just he's good at doing things when it counts, and he, or at least he's good at making big hits. And I just feel like when it comes to superstition and his. I, I, I just think he, he would be the one to do it, and I think that the fact that he only got a walk means that he is no short of the best pitcher of all time. <laughs> I, just, I just really did not <laughs> okay. that stifle trade. That would have been a moment, for sure, if Morello hit the home run with the 69 to break up the no-hitter. That's fair. Um, the only thing I want to reiterate, though, is I, I understand what you were saying about activity and avatars, um, <laughs> but to me... The second that someone, you know, auto walk someone twice, especially that just that puts question marks in your head. It's like even if it's someone like Dan, someone like Darth, you know, someone good, <laughs> uh, who isn't those two. If you give up an auto walk, if you give up two auto walks, wouldn't you be a little bit nervous? If first whatever reason Pi just started giving up auto walks. Well, if, and e- even if he was like, oh, you know, my bad, yeah, you know, whatever. Like, wouldn't you still be a little bit like, uh? If he didn't have those auto walks, so we, w- we wouldn't be having this conversation. This is not a conversation. But, but he does, which is why it's on Make a Case right But now. this is this is Boom. not a conversation of Moritz Stifel being a good pitcher. This is a this is about if he's able to come back. 
Have we seen the last of him? And the fact that we're having this conversation means that yes, he's had these points where you could say like he's he's not a good like he's unreliable. But I'm I'm saying that he also has these points, these these glimmers of hope that show potential to be an active member of this community in both when it comes to his talent and his activity, in his ability to create conversation and and create like a meaningful dialogue in this. In this community, I, I think he's he has the potential, and whether or yeah. not he he's shown like he's used that potential does not subtract from the fact that he has the ability to use to unlock this potential. And in in that, I think we have not seen the last of Moritz Stifle. Do you, sure. do you mind if I make a point on your behalf, Kev? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Tim. I'm cool with it. <laughs> that auto walk against the national or for the nationals was what session three or four. So he's had like three months in this community, and he's spoken for two weeks. So he, I'm not sure I'm sold on his activity level. He 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 has not had a lot of a lot of starts though. So like I don't think he's had enough uh, enough chance to get, get ingrained in this community until this no hitter came around. I feel like he said. What, what? He's had three starts and he's shown up for one of them. <laughs> but he, he really showed. Up. No, wait, didn't he? Didn't he start opening day for the Nats and he and he did well and then he got relieved by Bedia. He started uh... opening day for the Nats and then he and then I remember uh, Jonesy rest in peace saying that he did well then he got relieved by Bedia. I think he gave up like two runs, but the point was that he didn't get relieved because he auto walked. He got relieved because they just wanted to send in BD at that time. So he had a start with, with Washington, that that went well. I mean, fifty percent show up rate still not good. The point is that when he has good starts, I mean, like I, I feel like this no hitter unlocked a very like a very good potential in him. I think that when he has starts, he is he's more act like not not to say that he. That he's a hundred percent active, but I think he's shown himself to be active when he's getting playing time. And I, I th- he did. Go, sorry, he did. He did start opening day three innings, one hit, two earned runs, two walks, two I mean, K's. I'm not saying that that that's a great line, but I'm just saying that he's shown like he he has more complete starts than people are giving him credit for. And I think that four starts is not is not totally indicative of what he could be like in the future. I mean, you, so weren't I, on the, you weren't you weren't on the Discord until like start session seven. So, I mean, anybody can, <laughs> anybody can show up and be a huge powerhouse. After. I wasn't on the MLR Discord for that long, but I was on the Nationals and Blue Jays rock, or Discord active the entire time. We have no evidence that Stifle has done that on either of his teams' Discord. We have no evidence that you were on those those Discords, <laughs> don't, don't except for every <laughs> no, except for everybody acknowledging that. Well, your 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 arguments don't count because you're not in the <laughs> in the face off. But Kevin said I could help him. Kevin, Kevin, and he did help. Kev, Kevin just needed. Some you didn't help need help. I just I closed was, it. I was oh. destroying him. So I just I see what you mean about you know have we seen the last of him in your argument for it? But the second part of the question could he still be a serviceable serviceable starter? Yeah. Someone who has two auto walks is not a serviceable Somebody starter. Somebody who has two games. Of these Somebody games. you can't rely on. Somebody who's had two games that he did pretty well in, I would say, at least when it comes to getting his pitches in on time. I mean, like he has he has as much he has as, as much evidence of him being a good serviceable starter as he does not. And and one of those happens to be a a good no hitter where he was active and and enthralled and and fanatic about it. The dude is unreliable, and I guess the good thing about this is that we can see how he does, and you know. We can see who really is reliable. 
If you you think Kev won that, you know know the drill and everything. And just to remind you that after the next argument, I will reveal the the results to the last... uh, last uh, episode so stay tuned for that and don't skip through because this next argument's gonna be a doozy yeah this one's real good so the last one is is a, f- a disclaimer this one was fully uh, requested i did not bring this one up and it was requested by a, a Rays player actually um isaac saffron he he put his name so raised who say that again <laughs> i went real body say who are the rays oh shut up <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let the let the floods come uh do the so so the question is do the devil rays deserve hate and i'm gonna give the floor to you guys to to decide this you want to go first you want me to go first i, I mean, don't it's care up, it's up to you i don't i don't i don't know i'll, I'll, let, I'll go first and let them start hating me yes they absolutely <laughs> <deserve> the hate. <laughs> their main argument has been that they don't start the trash talk they just come in once they either tie the game up or take the lead. Now that may be true, but they also don't stop when their own manager tells them to stop. So it's pretty hard to play the victim when your manager comes in the general discord and says, Hey guys, that's enough. Rain it back. And then two or three of their guys keep popping off and they're like, what? We didn't do anything. Also, the general yeah, manager. Yeah, you kind of did. Also, the general manager will be like, "Guys, I promise, they're not, they're not that bad." <laughs> <If we laughs> have to do that. I mean, the on, other side of it is no, that's okay. The other side of it is, even if every one of their player is only saying one or two, maybe even three things, the fact that it's seven, eight, nine of them saying it there's a brigade, a brigading factor to that, you know, like they're piling on and it's, yeah, I'm sorry, but maybe not everybody has to say something every time. Maybe let De La Rosas or Dom or Robin Reynolds or Dougie, you know, like pick two or three of them, let them fire back and then sit back and relax. You don't have to have everybody on your team come out of the woodworks and be like, we hate you. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I'd say they deserve it because it's a pile-on effect, and even after they're told to stop, they continue going. I almost, I almost you know, don't want to argue because I, I, I love the fact that we have the MLR commissioner on here just explaining to us why a certain team deserves the hate that they get. Um, <laughs> but, no, I, I, don't, I, don't think they, I don't think they deserve the hate. Um, for one, I think in general they're a pretty sympathetic team. Um, I think they just kind of have that air of of not being. I don't know. Then this is to me. I I just feel like they have that air of just not being, not ever being the aggressors or like the ones that start anything. Like you said, you know. Um, so that, that I think that makes them kind of sympathetic. I think the individuals that are very active um, on the on the Devil Rays um, are pretty. You know they're all pretty cool guys, and that also I think makes it a more makes it a sympathetic situation. Uh, their GM tries his best to keep them um, under control, which helps their case. You know, and not being hated. Um, they get they get misidentified. They get you know that nobody calls them by the name they want. You wouldn't you wouldn't be happy if people people didn't call you by the name you wanted. Um, that's another I mean, thing that makes me very sympathetic. 
We call the Blue Jays the Jays, and they're not crying about their name. Uh, yes. Um, what else? Would you get mad if I said, hey, Kevin plays for the Brew Crew? No, but that's like a nickname, you know? The Devil Rays, and they've made it clear that they are not the Rays. I would get um, mad if somebody called me the Urs, the Milwaukee Urs. It's the Brewers. Yeah, the Wurs. We're not the Wurs. Start calling them the Wurs now. Do it. The Irits? Yeah. Start like, calling you guys that now. I mean, no, you can don't... call the Pirates whatever you want in like four days. Yeah, yeah. It's not my responsibility anymore. Yeah. Um. So that's the first thing, you know, just very sympathetic. Uh, I think uh, in general, it also helps that they... You know, they're all pretty active. They have that podcast. They, they try, you know, they try to, they do good things for the community with their activity. Um, and then lastly, cool, cool. And then lastly, uh, you said one thing. Uh, what was like the last part of your argument? It was uh, like, um, oh, come on. It was like, maybe have four of them say something instead of all of them. Oh, right. Pops, you're a GM for a little bit longer at least do you not value camaraderie and sticking <laughs> up for your teammates um i feel like if you know someone just went at dan or spaghetti hitchens um you know or one of my guys i would be right there with them um so and i i applaud them i applaud them for you know for what they do to uh, defend their teammates. Um, and I don't think it's a bad thing. I completely support camaraderie and defending your teammates, but you have to look at it from other people's perspective too. Is like if for whatever reason, the wonderful Pevin Ariana drew their <laughs> ire <laughs> and you had you and Dan and Spaghetti right? Like defending you, but then Dom and Dougie and Donked and Wit and JDDLR and the list goes on. You know what I mean? It's like the sea of green can be overwhelming. Well, and they better bring more people because they'd still lose up. I mean, you get the point though, right? It's like, it's, yeah. it's the brigading effect. It's the overall accumulation. And I do want to make this very clear like you said, they're all likable people. They produce, they add value to the community, but their shtick, their team persona is to meme and do these things. And with certain reputation is going to follow them and it is earned. It doesn't matter if you don't start it, if you take it too far, or again, I think this is the main point. When your manager tells you to stop and you don't, you lose the ability to say, well, they started it. It's like, well, yeah, but you also kept going after you were told to stop. Yeah, I see that. Um, I wanted to ask you, do you think that their success, uh, I think they're about to be, what, five and one? Do you think that adds yeah. to their their hate value for oh, you? No, I don't think it adds to their hate value, but I think it adds to their confidence and a little bit of the cockiness, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's really easy to chirp when you're winning. Well, also, if they were, I mean, if they were awful, like, I that would, if that they would were come awful. off. Go ahead. That would come off really badly to me. Like, if they were awful, that would, and they were still like, they right. talked well, to that, Yeah. 
that's why I think they get a little bit of a pass is because they're actually good and they're backing it up. And trust me, if you can back it up, your trash talk is better because you're backing it up. You know what I mean? Like if you're getting your ass kicked and you try to say something, you just sound like a sore loser. Yeah, that's fair. Do you have any thoughts, Jay? Um, I mean, Tampa Bay sucks. (laughs) Yeah. I've already I've already described Tampa Bay as the new, as the new Cleveland. I feel like they became what they hated. And again, not that it's going to matter because we all know they're going to say something once they listen to this. I like <laughs> them individually, but as a team, I think they deserve the hate. Um, do you guys have time for one more? Because we kind of went we're kind of a little earlier. Right yeah, now, we so. went really. Oh yeah, there. let's yeah. do it. Um, yeah, I was thinking of like doing an impromptu question. How is how is this sound? Uh, the Morello trade. Um, there were three. There were three people. This is like a three part thing. So I guess we can all, all take one team. There were there were three teams that were kind of intertwined in that: the Cleveland Indians, the Detroit Tigers, and the Texas Rangers. Who won that trade? Who that that the, that group of trades that ended up with Morello going to Tigers, the Tigers, and then going to Texas. I guess we should take a pull up the handy dandy transaction transaction log to see what it, actually it was. It it was Cleveland gets Casey Nine and Bro Brotani. Uh, Detroit gets Packer Jacker and GH Morello. But then Detroit trades GH Morello for Garrett Ipnov. So Texas gets one player, which is GH Morello. Detroit gets two players, Packer Jacker and Garrett Ipnov. And uh, Cleveland gets Casey Nine and Bro I guess I could say who I think won that trade. Um, Go for it. <clears throat> so I, I think a lot of people don't like Morello, but I think that at the end of the day, he's. I, I think. I, I think if you can, if you can, he's a little endearing. I think he's a little endearing at the end of the day. He can be really annoying, but I think like at the end of the day, when he's when he's just like being Morello, it's like ah oh, Morello, and you like want to scritch him on the head and be like, all right, look, <laughs> good job today. Uh, fake amazing race that's nice um <laughs> but i i think that at the end of the day texas texas got one of the most active guys in the discord for garrett ipnov and i think that that is a feat in and of itself whether like disregarding the packages that the other two got i think that that's a very that, that that's a very good master stroke from the GM who is seen as a ghost, he just comes up, he comes out of, of the horizon just like with the sun behind his back. He just walks up and he's like, I've got a trade for you. And then he just gets it done and like he disappears back into the sunset. And you're like, <laughs> it's like that was Rabbi Chase. I thought he was just a legend. But I think that was a good trade. I think he, he really did well there. And I think he, as far as returns go, I think he did better than the other two. I mean, I don't know how you want me to argue that because I just voted for a Rabbi Chase's hunkiest GM, so, you know. Yeah, that's I mean, true. I mean, you don't have to argue against Rabbi Chase being hunky just if he won the trade or if the other two won. I mean, Cleveland, I don't want to argue for everybody, but I think there's an argument to, made, to be made for each team. Yeah, so um, I think you're right. Well, I don't know about each team. To me, uh, I, I, I can't really speak as to who won 
too much, but I'm just looking at what the Tigers got out of it, and I just there's no way they won. I feel like you know they got you said they got Ipnov and Packer Jacker. Yeah, Jacker's good. Yeah, Jack. Uh, I don't know. Jacker has he's active. He's act. He's active. He's got two at bats and no hits. You know, small sample size. Nothing he's new. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, nothing to go off there. But he is active uh, in the Discord. I have seen him around. Uh, but you compare that to you know what Texas got with the Morello. Um, and also, by the way, one thing that kind of helps uh, helps you kind of see um, why Texas did well in here is that Rabbi, from what I understand, is trying to you know rebuild this team a little bit with more Discord active guys, and getting that is huge. You know, getting morale is huge, um, and it came around the same time that they picked up Sloppy Thurston, I think. <laughs> um, and he just, you know, that, those are two really big things happening at once to kind of reinvigorate the team. I feel like so that that's very helpful. Helpful, and then you look over at Cleveland, who also, um, you know, is, I, I guess the Morello trade was one of their um, one of their moves to try to sort of rebuild their team a little bit too, rebuild their um, identity as a team, um, and getting KC Nine, who's you know not doing bad so far. Um, and Brotani's not doing bad either. And I've also seen Brotani, at least, in the Discord. So, I mean, uh, they got, like, a fairly, you know, active person. Um, and two, and, you know, both players are doing pretty decent right now. So the Indians did well. Uh, they got their their players, and, um, you know, they, they were able to kind of rebuild in the way that they're... It, it goes towards their, their major team goal, I feel. You know, rebuilding their character and reputation as a team. Texas got, you know, to rebuild their, help rebuild their team as, you know, in terms of activity. And then Detroit got nothing, really. But who do you think rebuilt better? Uh, Texas. Oh. Uh, yeah. You're supposed to it's hard. Cleveland, I it's, it's hard. It's hard to not, it's well, hard to argue against it. I'll take the, since this is a three-way debate, I'll kind of, I think everybody won for different reasons. Like Cleveland won because it seems like Bambino is trying to rebuild the identity of his team. And sometimes that may come at a cost of immediate on-field production. But again, the goal in mind for him, it seems is transitioning away from some of the more controversial players. So getting rid of Morello and Packer Jacker is a good start. I mean, Packer Jacker is very new, but he is talks a lot when he's on and has caused a bit of controversy. So, you know, from that standpoint, he is fun. But from that standpoint, Cleveland won. From a production on the field standpoint, I would say Texas won. And from a just good guy award, I'd say Detroit won because they traded for Morello and Packer Jacker. And then Morello threw a tantrum about <laughs> not being able to play in Texas. And... <laughs> Zoom stepped up and made a trade and, you know, took care of a player's own interest ahead of his team. So good on you, Zoom, for helping the league as a whole and kind of sacrificing Detroit a little bit there. Because if that was me and Morello threw that fit, he'd be on the bench for at least a <laughs> session or two and be told to grow up. He he won by virtue of dodging a bullet. Is <laughs> Is Hypnov even on the Tigers anymore? Uh, I believe so. I don't. I haven't taken them off. on the. I don't, I don't see them on the the roster for the Tigers. DFA'd, or is this like an oversight of? 
of the OOTC just just not doing their job again. Damn it. Firepops hashtag. Yeah, I'm saying find out where he is. I don't even <laughs> see him anywhere. To finish this episode, I want to I want to quickly go go through two quick questions. They're yes and no questions, okay? Uh, first one, does Toronto suck? Yes or no, Kev? Uh, no. I don't uh, think so. Tim? No. All right. Do does Baltimore suck? Yes or no, Kev? Yeah, Baltimore blows, man. All right. Tim. Yes. Uh, we're going to the seventh, and we're going to beat their ass. Yeah, they suck. <laughs> all right, so now I can package this as an AL East themed episode because I got all the AL East teams in. So yeah, that was the, that was that was the questions. Uh, now we're going to go into who won last episode, which is good because I do have Kev here, so we can talk about. Yeah. So who won the pitcher debate? This is the debate that was do uh, rotations or like single pitcher teams work better, and uh, I I went. I argued for rotations. You argued for single pitcher teams because you have a thing for, for your zone. <laughs> so um, I, I'm pleased to announce that I won by 83.3% to 16.7%. It was an uphill climb, man. <laughs> yeah. um, I felt, I feel like, um, I feel like I had to argue for the one, you know, the one pitcher thing just because we were having success yeah um with it as a team and i guess now we signed um mr ron swanson yeah and, and while Ooh. and as you signed him uh garrett sone is having a having an issue so yeah so maybe uh <laughs> yeah no rotations are good it's i'll defend even though i'm even though i tease him all the time i'll defend him every pitcher is going to get hit every now and then garzone will be just fine thank yeah you, he'll thank be, you for he'll the be. for the pronunciation there but i do think you know we're better as a with uh Swanson there just as a as another option for sure so who won the Indians debate uh I put that debate in quotation marks because uh Q kind of came unprepared and <laughs> lasted for like a whole two minutes oh man uh, so I won that one 66.7 percent to 33 at 33.3 percent I <laughs> I won that one by uh, less of a margin than the first one, so yeah, <laughs> a lot of Cleveland <laughs> <Lakers> there. <laughs> and uh, finally, who won the Cardinals debate? Which I think is if the Cardinals were the next big thing, I think it was something. Yeah, the up and the up and coming team in the NL or where, so wherever Kev, they are. Kev was staunchly no about that, and Q yeah. was yes. And Q was unprepared for that one, too, because he didn't know who Jim Bob Cooter was. <laughs> wow. Oh, God. And uh, Q, uh, Kev won that one 83.3% to 16.7%. Okay, good. I was feeling good about that one. Yeah, so, I mean, we both took home at least one win. Uh, Q, not so much, but hey, uh, he's not here, so I can't consult <laughs> him about that. Uh, yeah, that was, um, that was last week, and make sure to... Uh, check out the forum. Give give your give your answers about who you think won. Uh, I'd like to thank well, my, for me. Yeah, I'd like to thank my two people here because uh, my co-host is in, is at a spring training game right now, or at spring training in general right now, and my backup co-host uh, has uh, has throat problems, so I had to call on a backup backup co-host. <laughs> things were working. Uh, things were pretty hard here. I I had to contact a few people, but uh, thanks for coming on, Kev. Uh, Thanks for coming on, Tim. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was fun. fun. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we'll see you guys later. So thanks for for li- 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 listening.